Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hello? Randy. Oh, hey, how are you? What's going on, my man? Uh, just keeping busy, just keeping busy. How's things in Jersey? It's good. Busy, busy. It's really super-duper hot here this weekend and uh, getting ready for the holiday weekend here. It's 1 o'clock. I'm about ready to finish up my day and go and hang out in the pool. <laughs> Very nice. It's only 10 o'clock here. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right, right. How's the weather? It might hit 80. Oh, yeah? That's not bad. Not really at all. Heat not at all. Not bad. All right, Randy, what are some key things you want to talk about, buddy? Um, you know, I saw your, you know, especially a couple of the podcasts that you did where you're talking about pay yourself first and debt. Uh-huh. And the thing that I do, it's really, it's called profit first. And what it is, is it's a system to uh, help, you know, professionals, small business owners get their profit out first, get paid, and then control their expenses so they can become really permanently profitable. And after you posted that thing in the Kennedy group, you know, and I saw a couple of your, uh, the podcast you were doing, I think this is great. This gives uh, a professional a whole different way of looking at their business. So once they implement this, they can concentrate on what they do best. And so nice. is this profit, for, is this profit first to Mike McCallowitz's book or whatever? Is, it is. Uh, oh, I've read that. Yep. It's good stuff. Yeah. Real good stuff. Oh, cool. All right. So I guess we'll hit on that. We'll, I'll ask you some background fluffy questions, who you are, and then blah, blah, blah. And then we'll get into that stuff. Usually flow pretty quick. Usually you've, you've read them, you know, 18 to 25 minutes, 30 minutes. It depends on how we're doing, but I try to keep it pretty short. All right. Anything else, Randy, before we get going? Uh, unless there's anything. What do you prefer to be called? Uh, most of the, Dr. J, Dr. Fetish. It doesn't matter. Whatever okay. you want to call me. Dr. J. I've been, my wife calls me worse. Uh, there you go. <laughs> you know, it's always hey you. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> All right, Randy, you ready, bud? Ready to go, sir. Okay, everybody, welcome to this episode of the podcast. We have a special guest on today. This is Mr. Randy Owens. So Randy Owens is going to have some really interesting information for us. He's actually a profit-first uh, person, which is a, a book by Michael McCallowitz. I'll get into that in a little bit, but it's a specific method to get more profits out of your business. So I see this all the time, coaching clients, you know, we're uh, making a lot of gross, but we're not always getting a lot of net out the back end. And I, it's amazing sometimes when I coach with clients how much, you know, gross is coming in, a little bit of net is coming out. So anyways, Randy's an expert in this. He's trained in some extra training in this profit first, and we're going to talk about that in just a minute. But first of all, Randy, thanks for being on the show. How are you today? Uh, Dr. J, I'm doing great. Thanks so much. Good. So give us, before we get into profit first and all that, give us a little background about yourself and, uh, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, uh, started off years ago. I'm out in California now. Uh, I went to school at Michigan State, got out of that, um, went to work for a, a major bank in, the, in branch banking, moved to California, became a stockbroker at one of the big, big firms, and then got tired of doing all of that stuff. So decided to go out on my own, start my own practice. I uh, thought I could make a lot of money and make a difference in people's lives. 
So I've been out here doing that for a little over 20 years now. Yeah, that's great. And uh, tell us a little bit about, you know, how you got into the Profit First uh, movement, so to speak, or how that's worked for you. Well, uh, it goes back. You know how they say it never rains in Southern California. (laughs) Well, years ago, it just so happened that it was a day when it's raining. It's dark, it's dreary, and I'm driving into my office, go in, turn on only one of the lights, and I'm going into the drawer. You know, the drawer where you keep all your bills till it's time to pay them? <laughs> yep. So I started pulling out all those envelopes, and I go through them one at a time, get out my adding machine, add up all the bills, all the, the people I owe money to. Then I looked at my bank book, my, the balance in my bank account. I have $51,000 of bills. I don't have the money to pay them, you know, and I don't know what I'm going to Now, when I went into business, you know, I thought that becoming a professional, it was easy. You do what you do well. You're going to make a ton of money. You know, and I realized that was really kind of the big lie. So I have to go back and explain to my wife, you know, don't have any money. We've got to – it's gone. Because I was always concentrating on seeing money in the bank. I would spend it. I'd have a new bright, shiny new object to chase and thinking that do a good job and everything will take care of itself. And really, it doesn't work that way as well as you know. You know, look at some of the episodes uh, you've done on your podcast with Pay Yourself First, Pay Down Your Debt. And a lot of us uh, learned that the hard way like I did. Yeah, so, I, cer- I certainly learned it the hard way too. I think a lot of us do. We try to uh, try to help others avoid it once you learn the hard way, but I certainly learned the hard way myself. Exactly. And one of the ways to avoid that and to get out of that kind of a hole is with systems. And what we're talking about here today is really a profit system that works. Because I had had read a study, there's been a small business study that out of all small businesses, you know, they define it as under $25 million, 83% of those small businesses are surviving check to check. So that means they have a couple bad months, they're out of business. Utilizing a system like Profit First, it allows you to concentrate on your business and get out of that 85 and get into the top 15%, which is where we all want to be. We get the life that we wanted, that we envisioned when we went into uh, business for ourselves, when we set up our practice. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we're both uh, kind of follow Dan Kennedy always says, you know, the purpose of the business is to make you money at the end of the day, not to, uh, you know, fund for other people's paychecks and all that is good, but you know, there's got to be profit out of it at the end of the day. And that's, that's why that, that book really resonated with me as well, Mike's book, but it took me years to figure it out on the own. I remember reading all that stuff and pay yourself first and save, you know, save invest first. And it just like took years to click and we were finally you know, all this money that's passed through the business and it just kind of passes through and none of it ends up in a savings or investment account for you after all those years. And, you know, now, now obviously I've learned my lesson, but so many years it just took you to learn the hard way where you know, lots coming in and it just comes right out. It's like a leaky bucket where you're pouring it in, but you got holes in the bottom and there's never any water in there. Oh, you know, that's how too many people run their business. Absolutely. You're so right. And we think about, oh, we'll hire this other employee or we'll buy this or we'll do that. And because the money's sitting in the bank account, we think it's there to spend. Yeah, yeah, that's. I mean, someone told me that. Well, actually, when I first started, one of my first mentors, a real successful doctor as well, and he was just like, "Keep your, get that money out of your business account. Keep that bank account as lean as possible, and get it out of there. Because if you leave money in your business checking account, it just goes. Like, 
you know, it just goes out. You find expenses for it. No matter how much you train, you're not. You got to get it out of there. I know Profit First has a system for that. We'll talk about. But again, it took me years to. Yeah, maybe he was telling me that right out of school in 27. And get it. Out, keep your account low. Get the money out of there because you'll find expenses. And I don't really know what he's talking about. And until years later, you're like, oh, I get it. Like, yeah, you'll find expenses for that money. So definitely not a good way to do it. So tell us a little bit more details about you know Mike's book and the Profit First system in particular, and um, you know how it works and how you got involved with it. Well, I got involved in it because it was a way to take some of the stuff I was saying doing or that I was doing for myself. And when Mike wrote that book, I, I, I read it. It just resonated with me. And I said, now this is the actual structure. This is the system. And it's really based on um, the old envelope system, like a lot of our grandparents might have used way back in the day. You know, and, and back yep. the people that grew up during the Depression, you know, Grandpa would come home with his paycheck. He'd give Grandma the money, and she would have an envelope marked rent. So money would go in for rent. Money would go in for food. Money would go in for clothes. Money would go in for church, whatever. And so they always had money to pay those bills. You know, maybe not as much for food if it was a slow week, but they always had the money. And Mike has taken that ancient concept and really uh now we've improved on it and um uh made it so it'll work in a business where we use bank accounts instead of envelopes yeah it, it's just go ahead i was going to say and you know you're a healthcare professional and your audience is too and if you kind of think about it uh it's based on something like a dietitian or somebody might do where if you're gaining weight you want to lose weight you know, what do they tell you? Eat less. But when I was raised, it was always like, eat everything on your plate. <laughs> yeah. Right? So, and plates as big as they are today, go to uh, Claim Jumper or go to Cheesecake Factory, and they've got these huge plates. Well, if you would just cut that plate in half, eat everything on a smaller plate, you know, your health will improve. And so by doing the same thing with your money, with smaller accounts, your financial health will improve. So yeah, absolutely. It's, and it's gotten so much easier, too. And I'm sorry to interrupt there, but, you know, with the tools and the envelope system. And that's why I read Mike's book. I mean, I, I don't follow it exactly, but it was kind of what I was doing just in slightly different ways. You know, I have several accounts and automatic transfers. And you know, it's so much easier nowadays to do it as well, I think, than years ago. You know, I, every, I have all that kind of set up, and it's all automatically transferred. You know, money comes in here, it goes out here. and it's so easier to have that all funneling through more than ever. I mean, you got to set it up. A guy like you can do that, I'm sure. But with the tools we have available, it's easier than ever to do this, right? Oh, uh, it's it's a lot easier to do this. And it's all kind of based on uh, Parkinson's law. And this guy was kind of a philosopher, an economist from back in the 50s. And he's talking about supply and demand, you know, where we know that the more demand there is, you would think supply would increase. But this is really just kind of the reverse of that, <clears throat> where for, for professionals like us, the more supply we have of something, the more demands you know, we put on it. So if we have a lot of money, then we spend the money. So you can kind of think about it uh, like when you brush your teeth. So if you go in and you open up a brand-new tube of toothpaste, you just put the tube, you know, the, the toothpaste on the brush. It doesn't matter how much it is. doesn't matter if it falls off. You just rinse it down, do it again. So that is when you've got a lot of supply. But think about it, Dr. J. When you get down to the end of that tube and there's only a little bit left, 
you're squeezing and pushing and trying to get just one or two more days out of it, so you're just putting on what you need to get your teeth cleaned, right? That's, That's it. what this is. So you, by reducing the supply of something, you're forced to, uh, to alter your demand for the product or for the item. So the yeah, idea absolutely. is, is not to change who you are, just to, to build the system around your existing behaviors, you know, with banks and so forth in this case. Yeah, yeah, there's amazing tools out there, and it's absolutely true. And, I mean, I just did, you know, I realized, you know, we, our business goes up, and I just talked to my kind of, you know, like, client, your business goes up every year, 14 years. You haven't had one flat year, one down year, or, you know, anything. But, you know, it's going up, and at the end of the, you know, the first couple months, I'm like, well, we're making more, more gross, you know, I haven't really netted anymore. So I had to kind of play with the numbers and say, you know, time to take a little bit more out. The numbers are going up in the clinic, and otherwise it just got eaten up by expenses for a couple months as we were growing, and you got to got to get it out of there. It just gets eaten up by some sort of expense. You'll find one. Right? We can always find one. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing, yeah. Um, so, again, go through a little bit more. You know, for the average practice, a lot of chiropractors in the show, you know, just kind of obviously it gets a little more complex. There's Mike's book, and you need your help to really get into it. But kind of give us an overview of how the system would work for the average, you know, chiropractic or healthcare office that's listening. Well, basically, with the average system, what we do is instead of the envelopes, we set up multiple bank accounts. So th- there's like five foundational accounts that we use. And depending on your practice or depending on your needs, we can add to that. But simplistically, what we're going to do is we're going to set up an income account, then a profit account, then an owner's compensation, a tax account, and finally the last one is going to be an operating expense account. And it's all based on the old accounting principle, which is you know, sales minus expenses equals profit. Okay, so I'm sure your your accountant has talked to you about that. Yeah. So what we're doing is we're re- reversing it. So numbers still work out exactly the same, but we're saying sales minus profit equals expenses. That's why we're listing the operating expense account last. And that's basically so that you as the professional can start getting paid for what you know and for what you do in the business. So in this case, what happens is all the income goes into the income account. You don't pay any bills out of that. You get into a rhythm of paying bills, but you allocate it. We call it a target allocation percentage, you know, TAPS for short. But maybe 10% should be profit, you know, 10% should be owner's pay, 15% should be tax, you know, another 65% for expenses. So when that money comes into the income account, before you pay any any bills or do anything, you'll transfer 10% to profit. You know that's your money. That's your reward for the risk you're taking for your knowledge. 10% into your pay. 15%, for example, into taxes because you're running a practice. The practice should really be paying the taxes you owe on that, don't you think? Yeah, I love that part of Mike's book. Absolutely, yeah, that's uh, that's important. It's one thing people forget about. I mean, I coach a lot of clients and talk to people and. You really got to plan taxes better for a lot of people. There's these you know, big mystery uh, payments due at the end of the year, and there's extra profit. Nobody's prepared for it. I mean, it's one of the biggest things I hear about boy, when I'm coaching with clients not preparing for taxes. Do you find that's a big problem in professional practices? Oh, it's a big problem uh, totally. And the worst thing is coming in and, and somebody just uh, owes a lot of money, and it's like, well, I don't have it. And you've got to do an installment agreement with the IRS, and that's never fun. 
like you get behind, it's twice as hard to get caught up. Well, that was my rock bottom where I figured this all out myself because that's what I did. I, you know, I did the quarterly estimates and um, was paying them and, you know, you got to, we're just growing so fast and I couldn't, you know, miss two of the payments for the year. So I made two of the four and we made a lot more in the year before. So there's another 10,000 owed and I missed the last two. So we were like, you know, 25, 30,000 behind and we're still growing so fast. We didn't have that money. And I did the installment plan and missed one more. And next thing you know, I was 30,000 behind. And uh, if you break 30, this is years ago. I don't know what the rule is anymore, but if you went over 30,000, that's where the installment agreements are not okay anymore. And they start talking about liens and, and taking your cars and all that kind of stuff. I remember I had to write a check to get it under 30 and to like get back the installment agreement terms back. I like could barely float this big check I had to write, but uh, I've certainly made that mistake anymore. I actually like end up overpaying now with a whole other story, but yeah, I, I hit rock bottom with that tax thing. I will never let it happen again. And with the allocations going to tax, if the business is going up and we're looking at it saying, Hey, the money's there. So a lot of, a lot of my clients and when I pay my taxes, it's like, Oh, the money's sitting in the tax account. Let me transfer it back, write the check, government's happy. So and there's I another... hated the most seeing how much they get. Now it's just a minor annoyance. Yeah, and this is another thing about working with somebody like you. It's, you know, and this is my mistake back then, too, and I made this mistake. You know, just having the accountant that just files your taxes at the end of the year and doesn't, nobody's doing any planning for you all year, and that's what got me in trouble. It's, you know, they, oh, we didn't know you doubled the business this year. I'm like, well, I haven't talked to you in a year, so you wouldn't know, but then you have all these tax payments made, so you got to be checking in on this. Way too many business owners, I think you probably agree, just, you know, they don't even think about this. Then it's December, and you realize, oh, there's all this profit, or I doubled the business, and I'm short. So, yeah, it's really important. And now I work with somebody, you know, like yourself, who we, we check in on this regularly. But I think that's a big problem. People get in not planning throughout the year, would you say? Oh, definitely. It's like, you know, they're using their dad's accountant who thought they were just supposed to fill in the forms at the end of the year for them. And, yeah, that's, uh, that's the biggest thing you yeah, yeah. There's so many accountants like that. And I did it for years, too, so I'm I'm guilty. But you've got to get a, a comprehensive, you know, system here and review this throughout the year and a full-service accounting or, and planning person because you can't do it that way. That's how I got myself in trouble. Yeah, you don't hear from the guy all year. You file returns on You just double the business. You owe $40,000. You're like, well, I don't have $40,000 or whatever it is. So, yeah, planning throughout the year is so, so important. you got to have comprehensive planning and a real full-service uh, for your business out there, especially if you're growing and, and stuff as well. So very good. So a little bit more about the profit first system. We got sidetracked there a little bit, but the uh, operating account, was there anything else you had to say on that? Well, once we get down to there and we allocate the money and then send it out to, to all these other accounts, but most of us can't start off with, at the high end with where we should be. So it's, a, it's, a, it's kind of a system and it's, it's always a process, just like having someone get healthy if they have a back injury or something like that. You can't come in and see them one time and fix them. It's going to take a period of weeks or months of treatment to get them to where they need to be. And that's pretty much what this is. Um, it's rewarding you for the sacrifices you've made, the hours you work, the time you don't spend from your family. And it forces you to either look at prices, look at expenses. So you get the lifestyle that, uh, that you really wanted. And it forces you to become innovative, uh, and how you're going to extract profit out of uh, a smaller money, and you put it so it's out of sight, out of mind. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, and that's you know this is a little more complex than what I do, but that's exactly right. You got to get it out of sight, out of mind, transfer it, and there's a lot more profit than you think in your business when you do this kind of stuff. I mean, that's why I just had a new client. It's it's grossing pretty well, but not netting very well, not as much as he should. And so open up another location. Let's do this. And I said, hold on, there's a way more profit. Get the profit out of this place first. 
you're leaving a lot on the table. But yeah, when you get those expenses covered and you get these transfers done, there's, there's a lot more profit in your business than you probably realize, which is a good thing. Exactly. And one <laughs> of the biggest things I've seen is that, you know, you, went, you didn't go to school to do accounting. You went to school so you could take care of people. So is it really your job to, you know, know these numbers and monitor them every month? You know, it might not be your job, but it's your responsibility. But sometimes it's working with the wrong people. They're, like when they hire you to help them uh, coach them and grow their business, they're hiring you for that because they don't have the expertise for it. Yeah, and that's another good point. I tried to do my – I'm like the last – if you, you know, listen, I'm pretty uh, – outgoing guy and i tried to do my own bookkeeping for years and i like there's nothing you can make that's like doesn't fit my personality any worse than bookkeeping and it was such a torture to do it every month and i was definitely not any good at it it was like i should have delegated so long ago so there's more you know somebody else had to clean it up and fix my messes and it was just a miserable thing and it wasn't a good use of my talents you know i'm much better doing a lot of other things than that so yeah that's absolutely another good point you got to have good books to make sure somebody's keeping them and yeah, for mostly, if you're in healthcare, you know, if you're a chiropractor, PT, acupuncture, massage, a lot of my listeners, and it's not in your skill set, you know, the type of men, you know, brain that runs a practice and deals with patients is not the type of brain that does numbers. An analytical person is usually pretty different, so it's probably not going to be your strong suit. So, yeah, absolutely great point. It's probably definitely something that pretty much everybody listening to this should be delegating as soon as possible. Do what you're good at, right? Yeah, yeah, and if you're going to be, you know, as I said, if you're the healthcare personality, not an accounting personality, there's nothing wrong with that, but they're just different. And yeah, me trying to do bookkeeping was like the worst thing I should have been doing. <laughs> uh, very good. So how long have you been with the Profit First system? You're by yourself? That's it's the last uh, few years think, or how long have you been with it? Well, I've been doing it in one form or another for a long time, but Mike formed his organization uh, about four or five years ago. And as soon as I found out about it, I joined up and you know went through a lot of training there. And now actually I'm certified at the mastery level. So uh, we're doing a lot of work in that. So I've been with him almost since he started it. Nice. Yeah, and if you guys aren't aware of it, it's a good book. Read Michael McCallowitz's Profit First System. It's got some of this base in there. But then what he's done is set up his, um, uh, I forget what they call it. What do they call it? Profit First Finder or whatever, how they find well, you. Profit First Professionals. Profit First Professionals. So what Michael's company has done is vetted, uh, vetted him and others that do this work, that they know the system, they know what they're doing, and uh, they match people up with their system you know, they're certified in their system, so you can be assured that he knows knows what to do, which is always a good thing. So that's a good program as well that Randy's a part of, and I highly recommend you that you go through that. So looks like you got a couple of free things on your website, the free guide. Tell us a little about this free guide to keep the IRS out of my pocket. Okay, well, um, you, you, get it, you haven't got the fully updated website, but I do have a guide that um, it talks about some tax-saving strategies that um, that professionals and business owners can use, some deductions that maybe they do or don't know about that'll help them cut their taxes. Nice. So a, a, nice, uh, a nice booklet. There's, I think, 10 or 12 different tax-saving strategies that are in that. Nice. Yeah, that's always, you know, that's another thing we didn't talk about too much. We should probably talk a little bit about I mean, Taxes are your number one expense of anything in your lifetime. You know, you're not going to spend any more money on anything than taxes. So, Anything to minimize the taxes is obviously a big deal. Anything that minimize, to minimize taxes that makes sense in your situation. Yep, absolutely. Never uh, break the law or push the limits, but you've you got to find deductions that are out there for you because yeah, it's a basic expense out there in your lifetime. It's amazing how much we spend on tax, especially in New Jersey. We're in California, almost as bad, I think. I think Property I tax, sales yeah. tax, we're, we're both up bad. there. We're both bad. <laughs> 
All right. So some of our listeners want to get in touch with you. Uh, tell us a little bit how to get in touch with you, phone numbers, website, and all that kind of stuff. Well, um, my phone number, or excuse me, the email is randy, R-A-N-D-Y, at fincontax.com. So that's F-I-N-C-O-N for financial connections, and then tax, like T-A-X dot com. Uh, the website is being updated, so if anybody wanted to look at it and wanted a copy of that uh, booklet that I've got, or if they wanted to get a complimentary first two chapters of Mike's book, if they wanted to shoot me an email or call the office at 714-543-7884, then I'd be happy to uh, send that out to them. Nice. Yeah, it's good. It's a good system. I, you know, I can't say I implement everything, but I was already doing like 80% of what's in there, and I do. I believe in you know, all the principles, and it's just so, so important. You've got to look into this. So definitely pick up Mike's book. Uh, give a call over and get that free guide. It's absolutely, um, absolutely good stuff, free stuff that he's offering you there, which is really nice. And uh, Randy's just a good guy. He's here to help. So shoot over an email and uh, get in touch with him and take a look at it. But take a look at Profit in Your Business. I've said this before. There's a lot of profit in there. Randy and uh, Profit First Professionals have a system to get more profit out of your business into your account. And that's what it's really about. You know, I talked in the one episode, you get it in that business account. The ultimate goal is to get it out of there into your personal account. And then I say the next step for me is get it out of the personal account into some investment accounts. And that's how you really get wealthy in the end. But uh, hopefully it's some good information. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, thanks for coming on the show, Randy. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Dr. J, thanks a lot. It's been a real pleasure. I appreciate it. Thanks, Randy. Have a good weekend. You do the same. Bye-bye now.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.